Hello and welcome to the Jack Benny program from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Jack Benny program, transcribed and presented by Lucky Strike. Lucky's taste better, cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky's taste better, cleaner, fresher, smoother. For Lucky Strike means fine tobacco, richer tasting, fine tobacco. Lucky's taste better, cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky Strike, Lucky Strike. This is Don Wilson, friends. Have you smoked a fresh cigarette lately? You have if you smoked a Lucky. Because the American Tobacco Company, the makers of Lucky Strike, know how vitally important freshness is to the taste of a cigarette. That's why every day in the manufacturing plants where Luckies are made, hundreds of packs of Luckies are carefully tested for the tightness of their cellophane seal. So you'll get Lucky's better taste in all its natural freshness. Yes, smoking enjoyment is all a matter of taste. And the fact of the matter is, Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. There are two things that account for this better taste. First, fine tobacco. Fine, naturally mild, good-tasting tobacco goes into Lucky Strike. Then, Luckies are made better. Made round, firm, fully packed to draw freely and smoke evenly. So, for a better-tasting, fresher-tasting cigarette... Light up a Lucky. You'll agree smoking enjoyment is all a matter of taste. And the fact of the matter is, Lucky's taste better. Be happy, go Lucky, with a carton of Lucky Strike. Be happy, go Lucky, get better taste today. The Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Rochester, Dennis Day, Bob Crosby, and yours truly, Don. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, tonight Jack Benny does another television show, but meanwhile... There's a broadcast to do, so let's move the clock back 10 minutes and see what happens before a radio program goes on the air. We now take you to Jack Benny's dressing room where our little star is relaxing. Mm -mm, I sure hate to wake the boss up, but the program goes on in 10 minutes. Just lying there, sleeping like a baby. Yep, just like a baby. Maybe I ought to take his thumb out of his mouth again. Now, Ava, please. <laughs> now, wait a minute, Lana. Stop it, Marilyn. <laughs> Marilyn, please, you're tickling my ear. Marilyn, stop kissing me. Boss, boss, wake up. You went to sleep to relax. <laughs> oh, I was having such a nice sleep. Why'd you have to wake me up? Uh, I didn't want you to miss your program. Big thing, miss the program. Look, Rochester, I've been in radio for 23 years now. Each year I do about 40 shows. That makes roughly 1,000 broadcasts I've done. What would be so terrible if I did miss one? So I wouldn't get paid for one show. After all, money isn't everything. Boss, wake up! 
awake. Now, please, give me my tie. Come in. Jack, I'd like to use your mirror to put on my makeup. The one in my room is cracked. Why, certainly, Mary. Go ahead and... Hey, wait a minute. Hey, Mary, that dress you're wearing, it's beautiful. Well, thanks. I've never seen you wear anything so glamorous. Mary, how can you afford an expensive dress like that? Well, I didn't buy it new. You didn't? No, there's a store in town that sells dresses that movie stars have worn in pictures. I know. And this is the dress that Jane Russell wore, and gentlemen prefer blondes. Oh, Jane Russell, huh? Well, it fits you perfectly. I had to take it in a little. <laughs> oh. Anyway, I think I got a real bargain. It only cost me $100. A hundred dollars? That's outrageous. I wouldn't pay that kind of money for a second-hand dress. You wouldn't pay a hundred dollars if Jane Russell was still in it. <laughs> Look, Mary, if you know so much, oh, how... Jack, Jack! I'm in my dressing room, Don. You and Mary, Barry, uh, you and Mary better get on stage. <laughs> I don't... I don't know whether this is a show or a rehearsal. Right? <laughs> Maybe we're Mary. just writing it now. <laughs> you and Mary better get on stage. We've only got a few minutes left before airtime. I'm ready, Don. Come on, Jack. Let's get going. Wait a minute. Here, Rochester, I want you to spray a little perfume on me. Yes, sir. A little more, Rochester. Ah. Is that enough, boss? Yes. Now stand back while I sweep out the dead flies. <laughs> all right, all right. Now let's go. Rochester, I'll be back in about 35 minutes. While I'm gone, I want you to press the suit I wore down here and the tie and shine my other shoes, darn my socks, and think up a few jokes for next week's program. But, Mr. Benny, I'm your valet. You've got writers to think up jokes. Now, don't be selfish. They help you mow the lawn, don't they? Yeah, that's right. And since we lost your lawnmower, that rider with the buck teeth and the revolving head is a definite asset. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had more like Milt. <laughs> Come on, kids, let's go. Don, are we all set to go? Yes, Jack, everything's fine, but, uh... Uh, but what? Well, Jack, I've been going through the script And there's one line in it that I'd like to change What is it? Well, here it's on page 12 Don't you think it would be better to say Don Wilson reads commercial Instead of blubber does plug <laughs> Oh, Don, it doesn't make any difference It's just a stage direction Nobody sees it but you Now, come on, let's go on in the studio All right, everybody We go on the air in about three minutes Say, Bob, Bob, I think that Wait you... Wait a minute, Jack. Wait a minute. I got to get the boys in the band ready. Oh. All right, fellas. Let's get ready for the show. Put away the cards, take the money off the bass drum, and stand it back up. Hmm. Now stand the drummer up, too. <laughs> oh, was that Sammy? Uh-huh. Gee, when he's lying on the floor, his head looks like a honeydew melon ripening on the vine. <laughs> Now, Bob... Just a second, Jack. The boys aren't ready yet. Bagby, put that away. What? I said put that away. I can't find the cork. 
<laughs> well, stick a mute in it or something. I ain't got no mute. I'm a piano player. Who says so? Petrilla says so. <laughs> well, look, my loaded Liberace. <laughs> You're holding up the show. Say, Jack, we still got a few minutes before airtime. Don't you think that I ought to have the orcs to play something to entertain the studio audience? Yeah, that'd be all right. Oh, wait a minute, Jack. The Sportsman Quartet have a great number. They rehearse for the band, and how about they're doing that for the audience? Before the show? Yeah. Oh, fine, Don. Go ahead. Hit it, fellas. In Napoli, where love is king, when boy meets girl, here's what they sing. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's amore. gentlemen, I bring you a man who, even though he claims to be 39, always goes to bed at 9.30, and here he is, Jack Benny! (laughs) 
you, thank you. Hello again, this is Jack Benny talking, and Don, the only reason I go to bed at 9.30 is because I've stopped drinking coffee, or haven't you heard? <laughs> and Don, as much as I'd like to discuss that introduction with you, I can't, because tonight we're going to present a very important sketch. Oh, what kind of a sketch, Jack? Well, Don, the most popular books today are mysteries about private eyes, and there's so many radio and TV shows about them that... Tonight, we're going to do a show based on the life of a private detective. Gee, that sounds kind of exciting. Oh, it is, Mary. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in our radio history, we present a dramatic playlet based on the life of a private eye, an episode in the exciting, adventurous career of that rough, tough detective, Bullets Benny. Don, help me pick Jack up. Hmm. Now, in this sketch, I will play the part of Bullets Benny, a fearless crime-busting detective. Who can that be? Come in. Hello, Mr. Benny. Remember me? I'm Herman Nebach. <laughs> Herman Nebach? Yeah. I was over at your house this summer, and I sold you that life insurance policy. Oh, yes, yes. But why come and see me now? I've been paying the premiums. Yeah, I? I know, but the company has put a new clause in its policy. Mm -hmm. uh, for another 15 cents a month, you can get extra protection now. What? What extra protection? Oh, we pay you double if the planet Mars crashes into the Earth. <laughs> okay, Herman, if it'll make you any happier, I'll take the extra protection. Here's your 15 cents. Thank you, and here, Mr. Benny, this goes with the Planet Mars policy. What's that? A telescope. If you see it coming, get out of the way. <laughs> I will, I will. Now, Herman, please sit down and let us do our show. Yes, sir. As I was saying, in this sketch, I will play the part of Bullets Benny. And Mary... Yes, Jack? You're going to play the part of a very wealthy society woman, Mrs. H. Beacon Van Storage. You live in a big mansion You live in a big mansion Have four mink coats, six cars, two yachts And eighty million dollars Gosh, how'd I get all that? Last Halloween you went down to Texas And played trick or treat <laughs> Now Bob, you're going to play the part of a bartender A bartender? Yeah, do you think you can do it? Well Jack, since I took over this orchestra I haven't been serving marshmallows Yes, I know, and well, Bob, with those boys, you'll always have trouble Only last week, I told you, you ought to fire Sammy the drummer Well, Jack, I can't fire him Why, if it weren't for Sammy, we wouldn't have any orchestra at all Why, is Sammy that good a musician? No, but his brother is a bail bondsman <laughs> Oh, and the band gives him a lot of business? A lot Sammy's brother makes more money than mine <laughs> No! <laughs> Sammy's brother makes more money than your brother? Yeah Everett? <laughs> huh? Well, let's get on with the casting the play Because... Bagby, get away from the window and give Herman back that telescope. <laughs> what a piano player. 
Now, Don. Yes, Jack. You're going to play the focal point of the sketch, the most important part. Oh, boy, that's swell. You see, the sketch starts off with you being held up on the street, and you are robbed of $900,000. Gosh, $900,000? Am I a millionaire? No, a Brinks truck. <laughs> You'll have to diet a little for this. <laughs> now we're even for that introduction about me going to bed at 9.30. Now there's one more part in the sketch and you're going to play it, Dennis. Dennis, where's Dennis? I don't know. He wasn't at rehearsal either. Maybe something's happened to him. I better call his home. Don, hand me the phone, will you? Jack, I called his house before we went on the air and his line's out of order. How do you like that? Look, why don't we start the sketch without him? Sure, but right now it's time for a song. What are we going to do for a song? I can sing, Mr. Benny. Huh? Look, Herman, not now. I'm having enough. Hey, poor little lamb, so I've gone astray. <laughs> Herman, Herman, look. <laughs> Herman, Herman, you don't want a song yet. Mr. Benny, well, I just love those lyrics. Hmm. Say, Jack, why don't you let Bob do a song? Yeah, that's right. How about it, Bob? Why, certainly I'll sing, Jack, and I'd, I'd like to dedicate this song to you. Dedicate it to me? What is it? Oh, my papa. <laughs> well, go ahead, son. Meanwhile, I'm going to walk over to Dennis Day's house and see what happened to that crazy kid. Deep in my heart 
I miss him so today. Dennis makes me so mad. Now I have to go all the way over to his house just to find out why he's missing the program. But gee, I don't mind walking today. The weather's so wonderful. Imagine, here it is February, and the weather's so nice and warm. So happy I live in Los Angeles. It was warm yesterday, too. And the day before that was really hot. Of course, nobody knows what the temperature was. The smog was so thick you couldn't see the thermometer. <laughs> well, I better hurry over to Dennis's house. When I see him, I'm gonna tell that kid plenty about hey, missing. Mister! Mister! Huh? Ain't you Jack Benny? That's right, Sonny. I am. Well, imagine me meeting a celebrity. A real live celebrity in person. <laughs> Can I have your autograph? Why, certainly. Gosh, imagine a celebrity. I wish I was a celebrity. Really? Well, tell me, Sonny, if you could be a celebrity, which one would you like to be? Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> Oh, you, uh, you like baseball, eh? Boy, are you a square. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. <laughs> well, give me your autograph book and I'll sign it. Thanks. What's your name? Harry, just sign it to Harry. Okay. To Harry. With very best wishes, Jack Betty. There you are. Gee, thanks, Mr. Benny. You know, I think you're wonderful on radio and television. Well, thanks. I think you're so good, I wonder how come you've never made any moving pictures. <laughs> but, uh, wait a minute. How old are you, Harry? Ten years old. Oh, oh. Well, goodbye, Harry. <laughs> goodbye. Gee, isn't that wonderful? A whole new generation growing up that'll never know. <laughs> well, I better hurry over to Dennis's house and see what's wrong. Well, here's Dennis's house. I can't wait till I see him. Boy, will I... Oh, hello, Mr. Benny. Come on in. Oh, thank you, Mr. Day. Is your son home? No, he's out with his mother. Well, that's why I'm here. Doesn't Dennis realize he's missing the broadcast today? Yes, his mother insisted that he miss it. But I want you to know that I didn't agree with her at all. But, Mr. Day, don't you and your wife discuss these things? Mr. Benny, you don't discuss things with Dennis's mother. You express an opinion and duck. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, Mr. Day, I know this is none of my business, but don't you think things might be better if you asserted yourself with Mrs. Day? Asserted myself? Yes. Have you ever tried to show her who's boss? Oh, I've tried that several times. What happened? The Blue Cross canceled my policy. <laughs> oh. Well, look, Mr. Day, if I were well, you... Well, I thought I'd find you here. Mrs. Day, where's Dennis? I left him at our lawyer's office. Well, do you realize he's missing the... Your lawyer? Yes. We were discussing that ridiculous contract you got Dennis signed to. Well, look, Mrs. Day, the contract I have Dennis tied to is the usual one between the artist and his employer. Usual? You've got my boy signed up for 99 years. So what? So what? How do you know he'll live that long? <laughs> How do you know I'll live that long? You already have. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait a minute, Mrs. Day. I've tried to be fair to Dennis. Fair? Everybody knows you've taken advantage of him. Ask anybody. Ask Mr. Day here. Well, I think... You keep out of it. <laughs> and that salary you're paying, Dennis. But Mrs. Day... What a salary to give a featured singer. $40 a week. Why, I manage two boxers who make more than that. Well, fighters make a lot of money. These are dogs. <laughs> Well, that I don't understand at all. Look, Mrs. Day, that contract I have with Dennis is legal, and my lawyers will make it stand up in court. So Dennis better be back on my show next Sunday or there'll be trouble. Oh, no, he won't. My boy won't sing on your program next Sunday or any other... Hello! <laughs> oh, hello, Dennis, dear. Yes, the old goat is here. <laughs> Tell him what? But why? Oh, all right, I'll tell him. Goodbye, son. Mr. Benny, my son says he'll be back on your program as usual next week. That's better. Goodbye. But, darling, I don't understand. The lawyers went over Dennis's contact, and when they finally read the small print and the last clause Mr. Benny put in, they were convinced that Dennis can never quit. Why not? Mr. Benny adopted him. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I will be back in a minute to tell you about my television show, which goes on immediately after this program on the CBS network with my guest stars, Mary Livingston and Joan Benny. But first, here's the voice of a Pulitzer Prize-winning cartoonist, Rube Goldberg. Hi, folks. I've learned that what some people think is funny, others don't think is so hot. It's all a matter of taste. And taste applies to a lot of things, including cigarettes. To me, Lucky's tastes better, and taste is what I'm looking for. And I always find it when I smoke a Lucky. Now, when I buy my Luckies, if you'll pardon this terrible pun, I buy them by the cartoon. Thanks, Rube Goldberg. 
Smoking enjoyment is all a matter of taste. And the fact of the matter is, Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky's come by their better taste for two reasons. First, they're made of fine tobacco. The whole world knows LSMFT, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Then, Lucky's are actually made better to taste better. Made round and firm and fully packed to draw freely and smoke evenly. So, for a better tasting cigarette, be happy, go lucky, buy a carton. Lucky's taste better, cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky Strike, Lucky Strike. Ladies and gentlemen, as I mentioned before, tonight I'm doing another television show and my guest stars will be Mary Livingston, who, as you know, is really my wife, and Joan Benny, who is really our daughter. Gee, if I'd had a bigger family, I wouldn't have had to hire any actors at all, would I? <laughs> Good night, folks. The Jack Benny Show tonight was written by Milt Josephsberg, John Tackerberry, Hal Goldman, Al Gordon, and produced and transcribed by Hilliard Marks. The Jack Benny Program is brought to you by Lucky Strike, product of the American Tobacco Company, America's leading manufacturer of cigarettes. On the CBS Radio Network.